find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment podcast where I discuss our current situation, where we're at, what we are experiencing in the collapse. And today, yes, today again I have more news. More more news going on here cuz uh today was a uh, chicken butchering day and um yeah, it's raining outside, it's cold, it's dreary and uh plucking and gutting and um, all the gory details that go along with uh, butchering chickens is how I spent my morning. So um, I will be covering the news stories of today and I would like to start out with um, this very this very entertaining one. Uh, it's a video done by Tim Pool. Uh, came out yesterday. Psychic Warns US. Let's see here. Um... I'm just going to go to the video quick so I can get the full title. And, well, that's not happening. So if you go on to the collapseexperiment.com, you'll see a, a story called, Hey, look, I'm a psychic. <laughs> and this has to do with a, uh, a man in Brazil. Uh, apparently he predicted COVID. He predicted the death of the queen. He predicted World War III. And uh, now he's saying that if we continue on the path that we are on, uh, meaning the United States, that we are going to see a uh, devastating event, a horrible attack where things will rain down from the sky, destroying uh, the United States. It will be from uh, two, the, the betrayal of two different leaders. Gee, I, I wonder who that would be. Um, and then we would be invaded. Uh, the weird thing is, it, it gets weirder than that. Yes, this is a story about a psychic. Uh, back in 2013, I wrote a book called After the Day. It had a couple sequels to it. Um, and the book is based on the idea that, um, Washington, D.C. is destroyed in a nuclear blast while people are bitching and arguing about deficits and budgets um so after that happens the power grid is taken out and a year or two later <clears throat> chinese ships appear on the uh western coast to you know uh offer aid to the people who are uh <laughs> who are still left who are still alive after a year of no power no electricity um which means no gasoline being pumped, uh, no, no water being pumped. Uh, so yeah, of course, uh, people are going to rush to shore and greet them with open arms saying, please, yes, bring us your rice, and there's a price to pay for that. Um, so yeah, I wrote this book, uh, this series of books. Um, so to me, it was just kind of like, uh, and there's several, several other books and stories out there, much like that one, um, Going Home by A. American. Yes, that's really the name that 
the the writer used a uh, American um, cover something like that one second after um, by Forston and uh, there's a, a reoccurring theme there people have kind of seen this coming for for a while now uh, but this guy he's ending up on the news <clears throat> he's not selling books as far as I can tell um, he's just uh, he's got a bad feeling uh, I think a lot of us do Moving on, CCP runs police outpost in New York City, part of Global Network of Transnational Repression by Zero Hedge. Uh, this is a story that keeps popping up. Apparently, the Chinese Communist Party has police stations in different countries to enforce Chinese laws on their citizens who are living abroad. I find that to be kind of odd. Chinese authorities have opened at least one overseas police service station in the United States as part of a Chinese Communist Party global transitional repression, according to the human rights group Safeguard Defenders. These operations eschew official bilateral police and judicial cooperation and violate the international rule of law and may violate the territorial integrity of third in third countries involved in setting up a parallel policing mechanism using illegal methods the spain-based group said in a recent report uh, i have heard stories of um i'm not sure where this man was at but he uh was living abroad he was chinese um posted on social media a picture of xi jinping uh as winnie the pooh uh, he was arrested while outside of China, then flown back to China in order to stand trial for posting this picture. <laughs> so they are taking this stuff seriously. Um, here in the United States, that would be a complete violation of uh, civil rights, um, even even as a foreigner. Uh, you are granted the rights of the Constitution if you are in the country. So uh, that is according to our Supreme Court. So if a Chinese national is in the United States and they post a picture of Winnie the Pooh, um, according to our laws, no, you can't take them back to China and then do whatever it is you're going to do to them because they express their, uh, they use their free speech. And... Um, <laughs> That doesn't exist in China. Keep that in mind. Uh, next time somebody says that China was the epitome of what we should strive for during a COVID lockdown. Let's see here. Who's afraid of Tulsi Gabbard? Everyone. <laughs> uh, I put this on here uh, just... Uh, to amuse myself, I was curious to see what it had to say. This is authored by Tom Longo uh, via Gold Goats and Guns blog. This isn't the biggest news of the week, but it may turn out to be so if I'm right about what this means and where it leads. Former rep Tulsi Gabbard formally left, formally left the Democratic Party in a public announcement this morning on Twitter. Then they uh, they post 
Tulsi's full statement. They also have a link to the new Tulsi Gabbard podcast where she basically reads the statement. Um, so you get a double whammy of that. I know a lot of people are really torn on Gabbard. She elicits from the Patriot or MAGA crowd the same kind of unthinking division that Donald Trump elicits from the world. Uh, there are a few nuances uh, taken on either of these people. This is because they represent threats to the people who are desperately trying to maintain maintain control over the political and economic system. It doesn't matter if they are competent or not. Since the system is failing rapidly, the social political immune system must be vaccinated against all foreign ideas. Hmm. Nothing like building up a tolerance. I thought these were the tolerant people. Isn't that what I always heard? You're not very tolerant. You need to be more tolerant. No, not when it's a bad idea. People don't like Gabbard for these reasons. Some of them are valid criticisms. Her voting record is progressive on domestic economic issues. But like a lot of young people, they come in with certain ideas and they leave with others after peeking behind the curtain. Uh, this focus on past specifics keeps many projecting personal anxieties onto them rather than assessing their personal journey. Blah, 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 blah. No, this is a lot longer than I thought it would be. Uh, this woman is the perfect Davos Trojan whore. She is young, attractive, well-spoken. She's also a woman of color who joined the army after 9-11 to serve for patriotic reasons. And on top of all this, a freaking Democrat. Yahtzee. Um, mm, ooh, ooh, here's a beautiful picture. You should just check out this article just for this image alone. It's um, Emperor Palpatine, the, the later version of Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars <clears throat> uh, as Hillary Clinton. <laughs> or Hillary Clinton as Palpatine. Um... It fits. It totally fits. This this is beautiful. I would I would actually frame this and put it on my wall if I could. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, this is actually a pretty long article. If you want to check it out for yourself, go ahead and find the link at thecollapseexperiment.com. But um, apparently, there's a lot of people who. Um, should be fearful, although I've been hearing a lot of things about, like, if she runs as an independent, she's taking votes away from whoever the Republican would be. I don't know how true that is. Um, but I, there's there's one thing to keep in mind with Democrats is that if, for some reason, the, the party is more loyal than Republicans are. I, I will give them credit for that. And I don't even know if it's loyalty. I don't, maybe it's just more fear. Um, because I I still go back to the 2020 election and, you know, the people I supported who, in my opinion, were the best options, didn't come anywhere near. And Tulsi, she's the one who forced our current vice president to drop out. There's absolutely no doubt about that. She des Tulsi decimated Kamala Harris on that debate stage. Just eviscerated her. And to the point where Kamala's like, yeah, I need to drop out. Uh. <laughs> so um, 
I can see where Tulsi would be a threat. Putin's new Ukraine commander dubbed General Armageddon for ruthless track record. I can't remember uh, how many wars these guys have really been in lately, but uh, let's see what this has to say. Russia and Russia's commanders are worried about the state of their military machine, the head of the British intelligence agency, Jeremy Fleming, told BBC Radio. We can see that desperation on many levels as inside Russian society and inside the Russian military machine, he described in an assessment which comes days after a big Russian military command shakeup. Following the past week of a rapid rollback of Russian positions in Ukraine's east, President Vladimir Putin sacked two of his senior military commanders. I, I wonder if that goes back to the old Soviet uh, method of sacking your generals. Um, didn't end well during World War II, if, if you're being fired. Uh, appointed General Sergei Sorovikin uh, to lead the next, ne the next, the next, wait, what? I'm reading this correctly. I do believe it says to lead the next, the next phase. I'm thinking they just didn't edit that very well. Uh, of the war effort in Ukraine, which began with Monday's major escalation in airstrikes on over a dozen cities, which is a response to the Kerch Bridge bombing. Uh, update, that bridge is already fixed. So, America, uh, what the fuck? Uh, I seem to remember uh, our governor here in Michigan running on the whole, I'm going to fix the roads. And there's like, you had everything shut down for COVID and the fucking roads didn't get fixed. I'm just, just going to say they keep spending all this money on uh, <clears throat> infrastructure and um, infrastructure is not fixed. So um, how is it Russia's getting this shit done and, and we're not? Uh, I'd really like to know. Pundits and journalists in the West are widely casting General uh, Armageddon appointment as part of a new gloves-off, more brutal offensive to come on the heels of last month's partial mobilization order, which has involved calling up some 300,000 reservists to support the special operation. He was previously head of the Air Force. Still not, uh, let's see here, mainstream press reports have already labeled him General Armageddon for his reputation as being absolutely ruthless, particularly in the prior command role which saw him gain uh, most battlefield experience, Syria. Alright, what kind of bad stuff did this guy do? Uh, within Russian establishment, media circles which lean hawkish... Sergovikin, Sir, Sir Armageddon, has been hailed as a legendary commander and as the country's most competent general, according to a brief review of his rise through the top echelon ranks. Al Jazeera, born in 66, Siberian city, 10 years in salt mines, announced uh, the head of Russia's former military grouping in its war on Ukraine. Received the title of Hero of Russia and was awarded a medal for his service in Syria in 2017, where he led the Russian military expedition as commander of the Aerospace Forces. He's known for being totally ruthless in the mil Russian military, according to a report. PDF. There's a downloadable P PDF. 
by the Jamestown Foundation, a U.S. defense policy think tank. Uh, made a stellar career in the top echelons of the General Staff and Defense Ministry after 2008 during a radical military reform that required ruthlessness. Read the report, adding that his readiness to vigorously execute any orders trounced any potential questions about his checkered curriculum. Um, I'm actually going to take a look at this PDF. I am curious. Um... <laughs> Well, if you have nothing else better to do with your life, uh, this document here, uh, available for free, Russia's Military Strategy and Doctrine, is 478 pages. Ouch. Um, forward by former NATO Sakh, uh, General Philip Breedlove. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Jamestown Foundation, Washington, D.C., 2019. So apparently they talk about this guy in here. And, um, yeah, the table of contents is, is only two pages. But each chapter is looking to be like 180 to 120 pages. So, yeah, um... Anyways, I might just download this and post it on the website for shits and giggles. And um, that's about it on, on that story. And what else do we have here? Pfizer exec admit, admits under oath we never tested COVID vaccine against transmission. Uh, well, I can check that off on my uh, conspiracy theory um, list. <laughs> conspiracy theory bingo <laughs> uh, was the vaccine never tested no it was never tested but it's safe and effective <laughs> yeah senior uh pfizer executive has admitted under oath blah 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 that's in the freaking title why are you stating that was the pfizer covid vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market did we know about stopping immunization before it entered the market uh, president of International Development Market said in response, no, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to know what is taking place in the market. So the market is more important than the science, is what I'm hearing. Janine Small, Pfizer's Janine Small. Um... Uh, uh, argued on Twitter Monday... Following Small's comments to him, millions of people around the world were duped by pharmaceutical com pharmaceutical companies and governments. Uh, yes, uh, millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now, this turned out to be a cheap lie and should be exposed. No, they should get their... I think we should demand our fucking tax dollars back is what we should do. Um... At this point, I think the fraud is is big enough to the point where Pfizer should really... I'm going to put this out there. Just It should just be destroyed, right? Uh, gone. Completely freaking gone. Thank you for the boner pills, but other than that, what have you really freaking done? Um, yeah, so... No testing, it's safe and effective, do it for grandma, it, all of it, 
all of it was completely bullshit. I am going to be waiting, uh, looking and refreshing my emails for those apologies from people who gave me shit over the last two years. And that will be a one hell of a long wait. Sweden refuses to share results of Nord Stream pipeline explosion investigation with with Russia. I wonder why. Why why would you hide the results from Russia? That's weird. It's almost like you don't want them pointing the finger at somebody who would be re- held responsible for it. Sweden is refusing to share the primary preliminary results of its official investigation into into the Nord Stream pipeline explosions with Russia asserting that the information is confidential. Uh, Prime Minister uh, Andersen said that the outcome of the inquiry into what severely damaged the Nord Stream 1 and 2 gas pipelines in late September could not be revealed to Moscow. Yeah, the investigation found that the blasts were an act of sabotage, although the culprit has not been named. Weird. I wonder I wonder why you would why wouldn't you do that? Huh. The Swedish leader said that the that Russia was free to conduct its own investigation into the incident, adding that Sweden had removed cardons from the from the area. And President Vladimir Putin, who has accused the U.S. and Britain of carrying out an act of international terrorism and targeting the pipelines, reacted to Sweden's denial of access to the investigation by insisting, "We all know well who ultimately ben- who the ultimate beneficiary of this crime is." No shit. Um, I have to agree with Putin on that one. <clears throat> Douglas McGregor suggested that the motive behind the attacks was to isolate Germany after Berlin began to give the impression that they were no longer going to go along with the proxy war in Ukraine. Hmm. So if Germany is looking at dropping out and not providing arms and whatnot to Ukraine, (sighs) would Russia try to motivate them to get back into the swing of things? I don't really see that happening. But the timing on that, as they pointed out here, is uh, very telling. And last, this is the the last note. And it's not really related to collapse or anything like that. This is more of like a a personal thing for me. New biography on Anthony Bourdain. Uh, This is an article about a new book that is coming out. When is that coming out? Um, Let's see here. October 11th. Uh, Down and Out in Paradise, The Life of Anthony Bourdain. Um, They have a beef with this because, in their words, it uh, points the finger at a series of text messages back and forth between Bourdain and Asia Argento, who still, in my opinion, can look forward to burning in hell. She's a complete psycho bitch and... um, yeah, I only hope horrible things happen to her. So, um, yeah, anyways, um, they give a lot of criticism to the book, stating that Bourdain uh, obviously had some mental health issues. 
um, that to point the finger at one interaction between him and somebody that he was absolutely head over heels in love with to the point where he left his wife and his daughter and really didn't have that much contact with them after uh, starting his relationship with this psycho bitch. Um, yeah, that wouldn't have anything to do with him committing suicide at all. You know, if anything, it was just a really, really small portion of it. And Asia's not, uh, even though she's a, a dirty whore and, um, a complete homewrecker, um, you know, she can't be at fault for what he does. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, this book is coming out and I have a feeling that uh this is going to end up being added to my collection because uh i do have quite the uh anthony bourdain collection of books memorabilia magazines and whatnot um it's kind of my thing uh whenever i i do have money and there isn't some other project i'm currently working on but um yeah, uh, this is uh, definitely looks like an interesting read, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, checking this one out. Although last year we did have uh, two two books by Bourdain that were released about Bourdain. Um, I think one is Out of the Weeds, which was the the producer who worked on his show wrote a book as like a, a memoir about him then there was the oral biography um that came out as well around the same time as roadrunner the documentary and those two were kind of intertwined with how they um uh told the story uh, at least in my opinion that was how it worked out and um yeah so this article is available. Uh, the link is at thecollapseexperiment.com. You can go check that out if you are curious or interested. It has absolutely nothing to do with my normal content on this podcast, but um, like I said, it's a, a personal thing for me. And, um, you know, I just kind of felt like this article by, oh, Brianna Wellen. Of course, yes, uh, a woman that would be pissed off about a book blaming a woman for a guy wanting to kill himself. Um, obviously, Brianna has never actually had that type of influence over a man. Um, perhaps, uh, I don't know. I don't know what she looks like. I'm just just guessing, perhaps, maybe uh, green hair and um, God knows what else. Um, hmm, let me check this out. Oh, and yes, I, I did find her. Uh, no, she is, uh, she is definitely not turning heads. <laughs> that, that does not happen when she walks into a room. Um, yeah, uh, improv journalist. Let's see here. What else do we have going on here? Oh, oh yes. Cats. She has lots of cats. So, of course, she's got a bitchy attitude about, um, you know, she's she's definitely the um, the feminist. The, uh, I'm going to stand up for women regardless of uh, how destructive they are in other people's lives. Yes. Um, uh, let me get this straight. She's, she's sticking up for a pedophile. 
here, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, Asia Argento had sex with a 17-year-old boy uh, who she was on the set with uh, five or six years prior when he was 11 or 12 years old. He was playing her son. Uh, when they bumped into each other, she said some comment about how she thought that he was attractive back then and then didn't bother to wait until he was 18 in order to have sex with him in a hotel room. Um, yeah, that's that's who you're sticking up for, a sexual predator. So good on you. Good. Go, you, you do you. Um, hope your your career keeps taking off on that projection because uh, cats are not going to be the only cellmates that you're going to have. <laughs> so that is about it for me today. Uh, I did record the Truth Defender uh, podcast episode last night. Uh, the final uh, edited version will be available, uh, I was told, Friday. Uh, but I will put a link to that on thecollapseexperiment.com and uh, so that you can check it out. Uh, it was definitely a good conversation. It was somewhere between an hour, hour and a half. Talking about Michael Hastings, a uh, little bit about the forthcoming book on Duncan Lump, and um, we even got into a little bit of uh, Oklahoma City there with um, you know our conversation because uh, both of us seem to have an interest in that story. And, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that coming out. Tomorrow night will be the part one on Jose, uh, No Way Jose podcast. And, uh, again, once that is out, I will be posting links to, to that on the website. And, um, there's also a notify me, uh, if you try to search it, uh, No Way Jose podcaster, you can get a notification for when it does go live tomorrow night if you uh, decide to just watch it live instead of waiting for the uh, episode to to download. So that is an option as well. In the meantime, remember, you are the carbon they want to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles. If you'd like to help out this podcast, check out books by Matthew Gilman on Amazon, or you should just buy gold and silver. Just just buy gold and silver. It's, it's a better investment, and uh, you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart.